Hey everybody, welcome to your unpaid therapist. Hello, welcome to another episode of your unpaid therapist. I'm not getting paid. <laughs> I didn't even get a donut. Oh, that's, that, right? that's sexy though. I, right? like, I like it. I'm Valerie Milagros Ortiz. I don't know. I am your host, Ali Kona. She's away. Brad Ford. <laughs> this is your unpaid therapist. Shua. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Welcome back to your unpaid therapist. Hopefully, you're back. I'm assuming you're back, but if you're new, thank you for joining us. Um, I'm Valerie. This is Ali Kona. And today, if you haven't um, heard any of our previous podcast episodes, this is Teresa. And I actually just met Teresa today, but I've heard so much about her. She she has such an interesting, and I'm just going to talk to you uh, about you like you're not sitting right next to me <laughs> but um i love your story about sh- uh your career and all the success you've had with dance and the most interesting thing is just the rediscovery of yourself that you've done in your life and that you continue to do and i think that is super inspiring and when ali Kona um suggested having you on i was like so excited because i feel like you're a wealth of knowledge to our listeners and viewers um but before we get into any of that, all of it, we're going to do our usual. Never. Never have I ever. Um, so let's see. Do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. I'm going to mix it up. So last time we did this, I feel like <laughs> none of us never have I ever done anything. Uh, I'm- so hopefully we get some interest. One lonely yellow one. Never have I ever gotten sunburn <laughs> on my armpits. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I sure have, guys. It was fantastic. You have? Yes, That's I have. Odd. So, and I know. And I just please give us details. Yeah. Okay. So I went to Australia, and for everybody's public announcement information, there's a hole in the ozone layer, and you can get sunburned within three minutes. That's how bad it is. So I went to this beautiful beach called the Whit Sundays. Like you, you have to take a boat there. Like it's beautiful uh-huh. it's like a postcard and so i was there and i'm like this is so amazing and before i even knew anything about manifestation or gratitude i was like i'm gonna take a moment to say thank you so i got on my little beach chat okay no you know what the truth is i didn't take a singer suit everybody took i was on the boat what's a singer suit that's what i said i was on this boat some australian lovely person was like would you like a sting a suit and i have my this date myself this is when like ipods were still kind of trendy and brand new and i was like i didn't hear the announcement that you had to take one and since she offered i thought it was optional and i said no i don't want a sting a suit and put my thing back in and was like hey then they drop us off on this island and leave us and everybody has these little black wetsuits on but me and i was like oh okay i guess why don't you just make whatever there were jellyfish in the water and that's why you had to, and I was, after a while, I said, fuck it, I'm getting in the water, I don't care. Um, and I did, and I didn't get stung, and I was fine, and then we went to another side of the island, I took a stinger suit, and had some goggles, and I saw all the jellyfish, and I was like, shit, like, I got real lucky. But the point is, while I was debating on whether or not I was going to get in the water with the jellyfish, yeah. I laid on the towel for, like, three minutes, guys, and was like... Ah, this is so beautiful and blah 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 and then after we left the beach i was like oh my armpits are itchy ah that's so weird and then it the sunburn set in by that evening literally like lobsters just little ovals <gasps> under my armpits 
at sleep ah. like this. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like that is crazy. So yeah. So painful. So wait. How come the rest of your body didn't? Or like the other part oh, of your arm? I put arms? sunscreen on. See, that's the oh, thing is, no one. I was, okay. Who put sunscreen on their armpits? Yeah. yeah. Nobody. Yeah, right. I don't, I don't, <laughs> nope. Never done it. Never. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done it. No, never. Okay. Never have I ever. Right. <laughs> that's right. Good one. Um, so I think it's safe to say neither of us have no. ever gotten sunburned in our no. I love it. Okay. Let me, let me. Ashley, go ahead. You pick one, Teresa. Okay. Let's see. Pick a card, any card. This one sounds right. Okay. What does that say? <laughs> okay. I never have I ever turned my laundry white a different color. Mm. Well, judging by your pink shirt. No, I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> um, maybe I have. Okay. You know, I, I typically separate. So yeah. if I have, it's probably because, I don't know, a fluke. Maybe yeah. something accidentally got a color Damn. got in there and I didn't know. Yeah, I I've never Me done either. that. And I've always, you know, you see the commercials and I'm like, who does that happen to? Men. Men. Okay, <laughs> there. Right? I mean, Rachel on Friends. <laughs> True. Oh yeah, I remember that episode. It was wasn't everything pink. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um I missed that one. Oh. Yeah. But I mean I guess yeah, no, so never okay. have I ever you? No. Nope. Okay. We know how to do laundry. Right? Yes. I'm on the status <laughs> wheel. I'm going to do a pink one. Uh, never have I ever pranked a teacher slash my class. Mm. Um, yes. Oh. <laughs> and this is, um, it's so childish and <laughs> so funny to me still. Um, <sighs> in college, I went to a uh, conservatory uh, type program at UCF. I was going to get my bachelor's degree in theater. And so we, you have classes with all the same people, um, mostly, not your general eds. And so my brother, I don't even know how I got this, but my brother got me a fart machine <laughs> and it has a control. I know I was like, I'm like a 12 year old boy, right? Yes. In college. Um, and so I thought it would be so funny to play with this in class and me and my best friend Shiloh, were the only ones in on it and she was wearing the machine and I had their control uh -uh. and so like this is like one of like the first days of like meeting everybody um and, and my friend Giancarlos talks about this all the time that he was like you guys were so crazy like because we were going off like with the machine and like straight <laughs> face and like people and the most the, the best part about this is just looking at people's faces trying not to react and trying to like pretend that they didn't hear something that everybody knows they heard and it's just so fucking beautiful <laughs> and like that's hilarious and hilarious and i'm just looking at people's faces and like and then just the body language changes and everybody you know it was so funny and then like it got to the point where it was too much and the teacher was like all right guys cut it out and my friend joe carlos thought it was for real and he was like no um mr leak like she has like stomach issues <laughs> ah good times so um that yeah be, that yes, was for you that was so funny and, and, and like thinking about it i'm like you're what a kid like <laughs> yeah i'm gonna get a sport machine in college <laughs> um it was worth it 
but no cameras at the time no yeah. no no yeah this i know that would be yeah pre i mean if yeah if i had socials imagine yeah. like getting people's reaction that would have yeah. been money yeah <laughs> like i would have sure oh it would have been so good no it was just pure entertainment what's so funny about farts i mean they're not, hilarious it's not the fart it, that's not the funny part oh. at least to me to yeah. me it's the reaction of like of, of just like try like how, how do you did we all hear it are yes. we pretending oh, we didn't people are pretending. like yeah, yeah like or you know just that yeah part. the reactions yeah. yeah or like people trying to be like super nice about it or some people like you could tell are completely uncomfortable and disgusted you know it's just so funny that's hilarious yeah no what about you pranks no no. I, I I I don't remember. I don't I've have not any. pranked a teacher, but I'll share this story because you know this person. So there's this choreographer. His name is Jason Wright. Oh shit! Did <laughs> not prank him, but he starts class and like <sighs> we're at this dance studio, okay? And there's the radio over here, and he walked over to the radio and then walked back, and I was in the front row because I was that person. Like I hug, I always hugged the front row because I'm short. And I wasn't paying attention. I think I was stretching and like doing some shit with my Watch arms. <laughs> yeah. And as soon as he walked by, legit, my hand was cupped. I did one of these backwards and got him right in the balls. Oh, like, so hard. <laughs> he keeled over, and I was like, mm. oh. And I felt like oh. I felt violated. I'm like, yeah. I just touched this man's parts. Mm. Oh my god. Yeah. Anyways, what did he say? Uh, I mean, he said, ow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure the voice went up like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or more like, oh. And I was like, I'm sorry. That's funny. Oh, uh, that is hilarious. But then, like, after that, every time I took class, I'm like, oh, my God, I've felt this man's penis before. <laughs> you are such a nerd. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. And it's just uh, funny, too, because sometimes yeah. we'd sit after class and have these serious conversations. Yeah. And I'm sure he was like philosophizing and i'm just looking at him like i've touched your penis yeah <laughs> and you're the 12 year old girl i know <laughs> yep. uh, see we're okay. meant yeah. to do this today yeah. anyway, <clears throat> speaking of body parts <laughs> did we all do this i think so yeah okay, wait that's... did i i picked yeah. yeah 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 we're good okay yeah. yay that concludes anyways our... never have i ever yeah used. but uh that's a great transition because we were talking about body parts yes. and then yes, we want to talk about how we hold energy in different body parts. And the way this was even brought up, because, you know, I I feel like, and we've talked about this before, all of our, our episodes are real conversations that we've had. And it started with you, Alicona had a lot of like hip pains and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, you're a dancer. She does parkour. She does like all the extreme anything. <laughs> I mean, she's really good at it. Yes. Um, but then you started feeling... Pain in my hips. Yes. And, so and part of it, okay, so I had sprained my ankle. You guys, in the span of a, lot. a year and a half, I remember I that. I sprained this one twice and this one once. And she just so... pointed to her left one if Sorry, you're not guys. Visually yeah. I mean, there's only two us. ankles. Use your imagination. <laughs> um, but uh, the last one, it cracked my shin because it went in and out. And oh, it was yeah. I was parkouring over an obstacle and the obstacle fell over on me. Like it just oh, wasn't yeah, secured yeah. properly. So it wasn't my fault. But anyway. Yeah. And I had told Teresa, we were actually talking about this yeah. too, because that started a whole array of like hip issues. But in general, I told her, I don't know if you remember this conversation, but I was like, I think I started having all these ankle injuries because I was off balance. Mm. 
like energetically yes Mm -hmm. and it filtered into my body and i just couldn't because i wasn't even doing anything cool like there was one time where all i was doing was jumping up and down warming up for class on the springboard floor and all of a sudden it went crack and i fell over and i was like oh of all the things that was nothing yeah and so anyway all that to say I just then started blaming the hip issues on the ankle and was like, well, it's because I injured myself. But a year went by, a year and a half went by, and I was like, this doesn't make sense. And things just kind of became a little bit more consistent, right? Because you're you're so active. She, ha- I mean, look at her. You can tell. And so to have somebody as active as her have all these like real like basic kind of injuries, right? For mm-hmm. people who aren't as active, it was a little like, huh weird yeah it was a little weird so then i and then obviously you guys talked and then Teresa, you i guess and well i do remember we were on one of our long walks that you you took me on like two hour walk i was like oh shit i didn't know it was gonna be two hours (laughs) (laughs) was was it midnight it was pretty amazing though it was like it was it was late it was like one of loves these late night walks y'all yeah i've been on some they are magical yeah and we go up into like the hills in la and the nice houses which you know energetically you you're you know osmosis with rich people (laughs) exactly (laughs) it works yeah um but yeah i do remember you talking about your hip at the time yeah i think it was more about your hip than your ankles Yeah. yeah well and the so the conclusion of the story is basically when i realized that we hold emotions in our bodies and specifically we hold a lot in our hips how did you realize i you know i was online yoga class you guys don't discount it anyway um but yeah and the yogi teacher as i was stretching was like we hold our energy in our hips so don't be surprised if you start crying i'm like if i'm stretching like physical pain yes but i would never think emotionally something would come up from you know doing pigeon pose Mm -hmm. and so i went on a walk one night and was like okay let me think about all the emotions that i have not dealt with because certain emotions we just think are ugly so we don't like to admit that we hold them you know like it's okay publicly or socially to be like yeah i compare myself i'm a little insecure that's okay but we don't necessarily own up i don't anyways the fact that i was bitter and that i was jealous like those are ugly emotions and i would never want to say for example i've never felt this way towards you val but like i'm bitter that val has x y and z and i don't And so when I was going on this walk, I realized I had lived with somebody that had so much success in dance and was like laying around the house and doing nothing and then just showing up. And but she was talented. I want to take very talented Um, dance for J-Lo for like a decade, you know, and did all these things. And I'm over here like taking class and forcing it and making it happen and blah, 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 which is a whole other episode. Point being, I went I let go of any anger, jealousy, or bitterness that I have. I'm, you know, and all these things. And the next day, I was like, my hip feels better. Yes. What the fuck? So, anyway, I mean, I could go on about all these things. And I'm still working it out. Like, it would go from right hip to left hip, from right every Mm -hmm. few months. So, that's how I knew. I was like, something's wonky. Hi, bestie. I just wanted to pause for a beat and ask, how are you doing? Are you okay today, friend? I sure hope so. And we really hope you're enjoying the show. If you are, there's loads more of your unpaid therapists on Patreon. So join the family and get all sorts of neat perks like topic contributions, private Zoom parties, a chance to host an episode with us. Woo woo! <laughs> In the meantime, you take good care of yourself, give your wonderful, luscious self a big hug today, and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Mm hmm. 
anyway, so I don't know if you'd like to speak to that as far as like holding energy. Yeah, our body, there's, I have not read it, so I can't speak to the book, but I've, it's on my list. It's called The Body Keeps the Score. Reading it. You are? Yes. Oh, snap. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you I... literally snapped. I've <laughs> never been <laughs> with someone who's like, oh, snap, and actually snapped. That was pretty cute. All right. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> You were like, gee golly. (laughs) I I totally did that. You so did. I love it. Oh, That's hilarious. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but our body, you know, the energy, if we don't transmute the energy or the feelings or the emotions, it stays. Mm. Like all the trauma from our childhood. I mean, our parents, you know, for the most part, they loved us. But, you know, it's the blind leading the blind, you know, and there's this thing, this story that Louise Hay talks about. Um, and I'm totally going to but- butcher it. But she says, you know, it's like you're walking down the street and somebody bumps into your, your shoulder mm-hmm. and you get pissed off and you turn around and you're like, hey, what the fuck? You just bumped into me. She didn't say what the fuck, but I'm saying what the fuck. <laughs> and you look at this person, you're angry at them for bumping into you. And then you notice that they're blind. And this is how we're walking around our life all day going, what the fuck? You did this, da, 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 da. But they're blind. Everybody's blind, even ourselves. We also, in that story, she doesn't say this, but in that story, we feel like somebody bumped into us, but we also bumped into them. And we're thinking they're the reason why we're pissed off, right? And we're just as blind as they are. And so we're all like pointing the finger at everybody, but we're holding on to these resentments and emotions and trauma and pain. And some of it is like really, really, really fucking painful. And then we pretend and this is we're, you know, getting into like some some medical things, but not that I'm a medical expert. Okay, just gotta say for the record, this is not advice. Don't at us. (laughs) (laughs) i'm just a dancer okay um but i i know a few things you know i put some things into practice for myself and one of those things is um you know just that you know we our energy traps in our body these emotions we don't if we don't release them they get stuck and then we wonder why our body's in pain and we want to say oh it's that thing happened that created the pain no there's energy trying the body's trying to communicate and so this is something we haven't been taught Mm-mm. is through pain and symptoms and disease i don't say disease dis-ease, dis-ease. It's the body is communicating and talking to us at all times. But we have been taught to take the Advil, suppress the pain, shut up the migraine, shut up the cramps, and then go to work and keep moving, you know, and no, we're meant to actually like listen and and our body's literally screaming at us and we're like nope 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 i don't hear anything i don't hear anything i don't hear anything i'm gonna go keep going and then we wonder why it never goes away and we're living with chronic pain right yeah i have a story i haven't even shared this with you i put it in our little notes but um i after my divorce i obviously super traumatic you know went through so many different things and every wedding anniversary i got so ill and i Wait, never was this while you were married 
or no, after? after? Oh, after. snap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's a thing. Uh, yeah. Now, Teresa, you started yeah, the thing. Um, no, so it was after the divorce and every um, January 11th, I or like right before, I would get mm. super sick, get the flu. And I was like, I would never get sick. I actually, I was sick on my wedding day. Like, duh, like, mm. yeah. And we've talked about When you about got this. married to him. When I got married, yeah. Oh, shit. Like, vomiting, like all <gasps> the things. It, like, Your was, body um, was talking. Girl, it was like, <laughs> um, no, it did. And it was, it was awful. I've never been that sick in my life. And then when I got the divorce, um, every anniversary i was getting so sick and um it changed because back to dance world and hit the floor um i had my first rehearsal uh for season three when my character was starting to dance again and it was january 6th um i was rehearsing with michael rooney and all the dancers and michael and I legit woke up that morning, y'all, and I had I couldn't move my neck. And I was like freaking out because I'm like I was super nervous already um, because it's my first dance rehearsal. I'm about to be with all these professionals like I don't want to feel like I already felt not good enough, you know, mm. so like to have something else keeping me like I can't even move my neck. What the fuck? I'm like texting um, a friend of mine who's my manager's son who's in the dance world texting Brian he was going to be at rehearsal and I was like I don't know what to do blah 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 I went to rehearsal I told Michael and they got me a neck brace like I have a fucking photo I need to I we need to insert it I have a photo of me at my first freaking rehearsal with a freaking neck brace and obviously it was an emotional day because it was it was that moment of just like you're fucking kidding me like yeah. again and during a break I was telling Michael and I told him I was like <sighs> It's something about this date. And this is the day my divorce or whatever. He said that to you. I told him oh, like the situation oh. and he was like, you're holding on to it. He's like, you're holding on to it in your body. He's like, that's. And he was the first person who like made me aware of that. Wow. And ever since then, I was like, I release you. And that was mm. the last wedding anniversary date that I ever felt any kind of pain, sickness. And it was. and And it's funny because just the awareness of it mm -hmm. helped me let it go so even you got you know discussing this and like making it something that you know i i, I do believe that there's people out there who might listen and, and think this is super frou-frou talk and crystals mm -hmm. and you know they roll their <laughs> eyes at it yeah. and sure like i no judgment but hopefully you know if maybe this is something that's been happening to any of you and then it triggers something that it's like huh Mm -hmm. And you have that awareness, but it was wild. That is wild. My body spoke to me and um, that was the first time I, I was aware of that and somebody else made me aware of that even being a possibility. So I think it's a fascinating topic. Yeah, it, he opened the door. Yes. To connecting what was happening, physically happening, mm -hmm. to the emotional stuff that was in the background, running in the background. Yeah, yeah that's... and it literally brought me to tears. And I wasn't, I didn't feel emotional that day. Mm -hmm. You know, it was more frustration, which I guess that is a very strong emotion. Mm -hmm. um, but until when he said that, I teared up immediately because it was almost like, ah, uh, mm -hmm. mm. that. Yeah, you know, Teresa, have you ever had that experience where you didn't realize you're holding on to something, and now that you've grown and you've had so much knowledge, you're like, oh, I mean. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, my experience of connecting to my body at a deeper level was uh, during the pandemic, a friend of mine mentioned this, uh, I don't know what to call it, but uh, it's called German New Medicine. Mm. And <clears throat> she mentioned it kind of like on the side. And I was like, wait, well, that sounds interesting. What is German New Medicine? So she sent me some videos to learn about it. And basically, in the first introductory video, I was starting to have cramps for my period. And I watched the introduction and I said, you know what? I'm going to lay here on my yoga mat. I placed my hands on my body and I said, I love you. You know what you're doing. You've been doing this a long time. This is natural for you to, you know, bleed and all the things. I am not going to be scared of what you're doing and I'm just going to trust you. And my cramps, I'm telling you, fucking went away. They went away. And on top of that, I haven't taken any Advil ever since. And this is over like a year and a half, almost two years. And and were you, did you get chronic like cramps? Yeah, I would always take, I would always wow. take Advil every time because it was, it was kind of unbearable. Wow. Um, but it literally, my body softened. The pain softened on its own. And that was the first time of going, hold on. All I had to do was talk to my body and the pain went away. Because the pain is like fear, basically. Basically, anytime we have pain in any part of our body, it's fear. And that's just trapped. And then if you know what to look for, or look at, so each body part represents an aspect of our life. So, but we are not taught any of this stuff. So, um, I go, my go-to is You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. That's my, literally, when I have a symptom. Can you repeat it? What is it? You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. And in it, she has a, um, the body part that is affected, the possible cause of the pain, and then, and then she gives you a, an affirmation to release the pain. <clears throat> so recently, two weeks ago, literally, I got sick because I had released some emotions came up. I was doing some breath work that I'd never done before. And immediately after the breath work, I had all this like emotion come out. And then my throat started hurting. And so and it went from a sore throat to like sinus to um, like coughing, I still have a little bit of cough. Each symptom means something. So the cough means I am not saying what I need to say. So, but we think we're just like, oh, I have a cough. Let me take some cough syrup. Let me, let me shut up the body. But if I look at why am I coughing, there's an emotional response. There's an emotional reason. And so you go to this book and I don't remember the affirmation completely, but it's just like, I am heard, I'm seen, I'm valued or whatever the affirmation is. And so what I ended up doing was doing hot and cold uh, therapy, uh, hydrotherapy. And basically, I would get in a hot tub, and then have a bucket of ice water, and you submerge yourself for three minutes. And this is a way to naturally boost the immune system. This is not medical advice. Okay, <laughs> This is just what I did. And it worked for me. So Monday, I felt it. I was like not feeling well. Tuesday, it hit me really bad. Like I had sinus, runny nose, um, stuffy nose, all these things. I went to Louise Hay's book. I opened up and for each symptom, 
I would look at the cause and the affirmation for three minutes. I'd lay in the hot water, say the affirmation for stuffy nose, whatever it was. And then I would do a cold comp like a rag on my chest and my face because it was in my face. Um, and for three minutes, I would do the cold and say the affirmation for that one symptom. So for six minutes, I'm reciting the same affirmation. I did that for five different symptoms. The next day, I w had no headache, the stuffy, the runny, all of it gone. The sore throat was gone. Uh, I still had a bit of a cough, but, you know, that's, you know, because we're always wanting to say something, or at least I am. <laughs> um, zero, absolutely zero medication. Like, it is so empowering when you actually start to connect what's showing up in your body as a pain or discomfort and then going, what does that mean? Yes. Question. Yes. Okay, so at what point do you, because I work out a lot, right? Yes. And there'll be times where I'm like, oh, I'm feeling like so tight. So it's like, how do you differentiate what is because oh, I was working typo? out? Uh, well, it's still, I call it my booty hip. Okay. Because <laughs> it's like my the side yeah. of my glute, yeah. but kind of my hip. Yeah. And that's the one that it migrates around. And I've done the work. It'll go away, but then sometimes it'll come back just in a different spot. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, there's obviously something emotional. But right. then at the same time, I know I just did legs. Yeah. So it's like, is it tight? Because I did, that's also part of the natural healing yeah. process, right? You're yeah. breaking down muscle fibers and then right. they're redoing their thing. Right. So, yeah, how do you differentiate? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, it depends, I think, on if it's like chronic pain or you're just working out sore. Yeah. and sore. Mm -hmm. Like, So if it's pain and it's not, maybe it's exacerbated because you're working out. Especially mm -hmm. look at me like that. Well, <laughs> may, I'm just saying, like, maybe it's trying to say something, but you're yeah. like, it's okay. I'm going to keep working out. Oh, yeah. That's telling me. Like, it hurts, right. but I don't care. Like, I'm used to it. I'm okay. so accustomed to it right. that I work beyond it because yeah. I'm, I can't skip, I can't skip a workout. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm still just going to keep on going. So what if you could skip a workout? I mean, what I skipped a mean? workout today so okay. I could be here. Okay. But I'll probably but work out But how do you feel? Though. I'm fine. I mean, I'll do it tonight, though. Okay. But you, you like, one day is, like, your max. Yeah, usually mm -hmm. six days a week, and then the seventh, I'll do like a stretch or yeah. something. So your body's saying something in your hip. Yes. And you're like, go hard six days a week. Yes. And your body, your hip is like, hello. It gets tight. Yeah, but like I said, it migrates around. It's the weirdest thing. Mm -hmm. And then it'll go away, and then it'll come back. So again, it's like, how, how do you figure out what that one thing is i mean i could look it up in the index yeah. of the book yeah but i don't know where's booty hip like you know um there's stuff in there <laughs> and if i mean i don't have the book on me i wish i would have brought it because then we could actually look it up and it'd be interesting to see how that plays out for you because um definitely like you know the the left side of the body is masculine energy and it gives I mean, I mean, sorry, the right side of the body is masculine and it gives the left side is feminine energy and it receives. And so anything that's on either side of the body, whatever the emotion is, has to do with giving and receiving as well. So there's that layer in there, depending on the body part. It's fascinating. It is. And when you actually start to question like why is this what is it going on what are you saying you could probably even ask your hip without the book mm -hmm. you could place your hand on your hip and ask it 
what it's saying. Do you want to do that? Yeah, but it's like, then what? Like, like what's it going to say? Okay, okay, okay. Like, well, let's try. Let's okay. try. Okay, okay let's, hold let's on. play. Let's, let's. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not sore in this current moment. It's okay. okay. It still has something to say, though. I'm sure it does. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so let's close your eyes. Okay. Okay. Close your eyes. Okay. And take a deep breath in. And release. Take another deep breath in. And release. Getting centered. Take another deep breath in. And release. Placing your hand on your hip or on a body part that's kind of been gnawing at you, wanting some attention, and just feeling the energy of that area. What does it feel like? Warm. Mm-hmm. Like hot. Mm-hmm. So there's an energy, it's heat, there's like heat to it. Mm-hmm. Is there a sensation other than hot or heat? Um, like a little bit of tingles, okay. but I don't know if I'm like wanting to feel it or if it really is tingling. Yeah, don't don't question if if it feels like a little tingle, then it it's probably right. Now I want you to check in and ask your hip. Do you have a message for you? Does it have a message for you? <laughs> I'm feeling a lot of pressure right now because yeah. we're on camera and I, I want to make something magical. <laughs> no, it's okay. You know, the funny thing is I got a message for you. Do you? Yeah. Okay. It said, I love me. That's the message I got for for you. It's just saying, love me. So then do I, I love you, hip. Like what, how do I, Yeah. Just a acknowledging that it's there. I think it just wants some acknowledgement, some attention, some love, some space. I don't know, man. I think um, that message, too, is very specific to just... You can use that message in so many different places mm -hmm. i don't think it's just talking to your hip mm -hmm. yeah for sure and also because you'd work out six days a week even though it's saying something maybe that's all it needs is just acknowledgement that it's there sometimes that's half the thing right like validation is a huge uh the the program i'm learning from right now um <clears throat> is teaching me how to validate like we all want to be validated we all want to be seen and heard and when we don't and we're gaslit that is probably the most painful on top of the trauma then you're gaslit and you know not acknowledging what happened and what's there and that's basically what we're doing to our body we're gas we're gaslighting our body all the time we're like up oh, no no you nope, you're not there. Nope, nope, nope. I'm gonna keep going because I got stuff to do. I got my goals to achieve, right? It's like just breathe with me, be with me, love me, trust me. And it goes deep into um, and I'm just gonna speak to 
uh, for myself as to why can't we skip a workout? Mm. It's more about that. It's not that you work out six days a week and you missing a workout is like, nope, but why? Because that, mm. that, that seed of that is what grew into like, oh, I love working out. It's like, you do. And 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 I'm speaking for myself, but it's like, but where did where was that born, and why? Like that obsession with it, and that, um, and I mean, it feels good and it's great for our health, and and luckily, it's it's an addiction that we can benefit from. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I do think you and I are addicted to working out for different reasons, right? Um, that, I mean, I know my. I mean, when I was a kid, my parents gave me so much shit for my body. You know, my mom is Japanese and very small, and my dad was six foot big guy, and I land in the middle because I'm mixed. But for my mom, I was getting bigger and bigger, bigger than her because she's so tiny. So for her, that was concerning. I was, before we moved from LA, I moved from LA when I was five, and I remember being on a diet before I was five years old. Wow. And she could have just used different terms, like we're eating healthy, but instead it was like, we're going on a diet. You know, and and when I went originally, I went vegetarian at 12. And then when I was in my 20s, I went vegan. Still am. Yes. And um, <laughs> my dad, it wasn't popular back then. So he would be like, oh, you're just trying to be cool. Like you're trying to be trendy. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And then he's like, oh, you're trying to be anorexic. or And, and so then it was like I, he thought I was trying to not eat. But then if I every time I went into the pantry, he'd be like, oh, you're eating again. Oh, you're going to get fat. Oh, you know. And so it's like you have that energy from dad and then mom like constantly like either weighing me to be like, oh, like you're still getting bigger, you know, on a scale or even just like poking at me and being like, you know, you're really in really good shape. This happened in my like 20s. Like you're in really good shape. But, you know, you really should work out like your midsection. And I'm like cool thank you you know so it's like that mixed in with I mean I'm sure we all have our own societal pressures but I think when you grow up with such emphasis on it it's like well what can I do to control the situation yeah I'm gonna go work out I'm gonna go to the gym I'm gonna do all these things and I don't know now I'm in control yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's like obviously when I wake up in the morning those aren't the thoughts consciously that are in my brain now I'm like I just have to work out and I like getting in shape and it feels good and I like the results and I like the way my arms look so I'm just gonna keep on going but can I take a break no yeah because I'm gonna get fat yeah there and no fat shaming no body shaming or whatever but it's the it's for that for you is um it comes with a very specific you know parental acceptance exactly yes. so it, i just don't want anybody to think that we're like no. no like body positivity whatever you feel good in obviously um but well, yeah when it's attached to other traumas in right. your life when you were a baby like a yeah, baby a diet at five yeah, yeah. it's that's yeah. it's so um how did that make you feel I didn't it did I was like oh okay because I was so young but I mean know any better no but growing up obviously it didn't feel good when you're hungry and you're going for a snack and your dad's like oh you're gonna get fat you keep eating like that you're just gonna get fat you know and and as a child you're also you want to earn your parents love right and that was given very sparsely sometimes not intentionally but that's just you know and I had an alcoholic in the home mm-hmm. so all that said it's like you're trying to be enough to get and we had this conversation right. but you're trying to be enough to get and earn the love of your parent so that's also associated I just want to make sure we cover like with the whole body shaming it's not that it's yes. attached to exactly. um I can't let my body get this way because then that's like a big no-no right yeah and and that's not new like obviously that was a very um specific thing in your family but that's society i mean just now i feel like 
with the social medias and we're getting, you know, this whole body positivity movement, you know, going. But that's very new. Like, I mean, when yes. we were all growing up like yeah. that, you know, like I being in ballet as a little kid, like I was the curvy girl, you know, and I was like, ooh, I'm not tall and my legs aren't skinny. Like, you know, and so you it's it, yeah, mm -hmm. like you're like, oh, I don't want to put on this leotard like I this. I don't feel small like all the other ones <laughs> you yeah. know or like what a ba ballerina look like um yeah especially being in the entertainment industry you know there is that aspect of how we present to other people and our look and yeah it, it's it goes so deep on how we show up in the world and want to be accepted and um and then bringing it back to the body it's like if if we we keep looking for validation and acceptance from all these people outside of us, but the body's going, please hear me. Please love me. Please listen. Just spend some time with me. But we need it from everything else. But the body's going, please listen. Look at me. Listen to me. Validate me. And when we can learn to do that for ourselves, ooh, then this outside world doesn't have the power like it used to. I'm, I, like, I want that for people to just trust what's going on in here and learn and redo what society told us to do. Like, you shut up and you go be Elon Musk. Because if you're not anything cl close to Elon Musk, then you're not a success. So you better shut up and get it together, you know? And it's like, I don't want that. Any like, I don't want that. But I mean, it works for people. But just going inward is like the, I think, next evolution of where we're at as humans. Because we're so like yelling at each other. And then we wonder why we're in pain. Because the body's yelling at us. And then we go and yell at other people and then they yell back and then we have something else to bodies going yelling at us. You know, it's just like a vicious cycle we're in, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I got a little emotional when you started uh, whispering, you know, the love me, the listen to me, because visually I pictured little Val, our baby, our, that five-year-old Ali Kona and all the things things we tell our adult selves or the things we don't accept about our adult selves. It's like, mm -hmm. imagine saying that to little you, like that inner monologue, the things that we tell each other we don't like about ourselves. And I, but I heard those things. So that's, that doesn't even, like how you're getting emotional. Yeah. Because that's not but you something. Heard, so but I, I just, heard that growing up. So I don't even I get emotional. I just don't want like... you to, they said that to you. I don't want you saying that to you. Mm -hmm. and I'm talking to myself too you know what yeah. I mean I'm just like don't say like you would never say that to little Val you know never ever so it's like why are you saying that to to yourself now like you're grown like no like that's not that's not okay yeah when you start to listen like really like pay attention to what your body's saying you when you give yourself that love and attention it 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 softens things and it gives you the space to 
literally be your fullest self in the room without having to try. So what I take away from this mm -hmm. is I'm going to work on this. And okay. by the time we get to our next uh, okay. like session, we have yeah. one more we're filming today. But next meetup, yes. I'm going to report back and be like, yeah. guys, I feel amazing. My hip doesn't hurt yeah. anymore. And it's not about yeah. it's not. So let me preface, though. It's not about fixing. There's nothing to fix. Literally, there's nothing to fix. It's just a matter of tuning in and telling your yourself, your body, your vessel that carries you around every day to go do what you need to go do and be who you want to be and really just genuinely giving it the space and time and love. And it doesn't, and, and for some people that means working out. Mm -hmm. That actually means go work out. But for others where it's like six days a week and the body's like, hey, 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 hey. And you're like, no. Nope. No, no, no. You know what I mean? You just go, okay, let me pause for a second. How can I shift a little bit more into leaning into what the body needs instead of what my mind is saying? Go, go run the program, you know? And there's nothing wrong with the program. There's nothing wrong with the program. It's just making that, I like to say it's like opening the door. Just open the door to a new possibility, a new way, a new adventure of self-love. Because working out is a version of self-love. But then when it gets obsessive, right, and the, the body's communicating, that's when we get a little bit in a, in a that cycle. Mm -hmm. yeah. I well, I feel like we're low on time at this point. We got to yes. close it out. Yeah, I was trying to think. I'm like, I wrote a couple, um, you know, me and my quotes. Um, I'm just going to read. I don't even know if it makes sense. Makes okay, sense. I'm, I'm going to yeah. read it because I wrote this down. Uh, so one of the quotes um, was to live in the body of a survivor is to never be able to leave the scene of the crime. I cannot ignore the fact that I live here. Isn't that crazy? That is tight. Who said that? I don't even remember, but I. Dang, <laughs> yeah, to live in the body my... of a, to live in the body of a survivor is to never be able to leave the scene of the crime. That's Whoa, why yeah. that yeah. is, yeah, and that's. It's such a harsh reality. Yeah, but it's like yeah, the trauma is there. You're literally living, in the scene of the crime, as they say. Yeah. But I love this. Uh, thank you so much for, um, and thank you for yes. the, for going through that on the spot. Like, yeah. And like, I know, and you know, that's hard. It is. Um, <laughs> I was like, close like, your eyes. <laughs> no, but that was cool. It was cool. And um, hopefully, I mean, regardless of the result, like I think that's a really cool thing for our listeners and our viewers um, to see and to hopefully practice, you know, yeah. see kind of how you, um, would coach somebody in that kind of a scenario. So that was really um, a cool experience. Thank you. Moveonpurpose.com. Yes. Find yes. Teresa. Thank <laughs> yes. you. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that wraps it up. But we had so much fun with you and Teresa. And uh, we'll see you next time. Next time. Adios. Adios.